the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you're stupid, stay home. Yeah, if you listen to radio or watch TV today or tomorrow, uh, no matter what station, you'll hear the friendly announcer say, make sure you exercise your right to vote. No matter which side you're on, just get out there and vote. And if the turnout is only 50% or less, and by the way, the average in a midterm is about 40%, you'll hear lots of disappointment and maybe some scolding from your betters in the media. Uh, But excuse me for uh, being for low voter turnout. I know that might make me a bad citizen in the eyes of some people, but I don't care. uh, Because I'm all in favor of the stupid people staying home. And I don't mean that, you know, I don't mean that I believe anybody who doesn't vote for the same candidate that I vote for is stupid. I mean, come on, there are a lot of stupid, uninformed people out there who pay no attention to the news, watch nothing but sports or bad sitcoms on TV, and they'll be out there voting tomorrow. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm pulling the R lever, uh, which is something I don't normally do. I don't think I've ever done it. But I'll because I'll slip a libertarian vote in there every now and then if I don't like the Republican, if he's not conservative enough or vote for neither candidate if I don't like either one. But uh, tomorrow, you know, with all that's been going on, I'm just going straight R. And I've talked to a lot of people who say they're doing the same thing. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'd be just fine with a 435 to nothing shutout for the Republicans this time. But if you know some people who uh, never watch the news or read any of the political coverage, papers, whatever, go on websites or listen to talk radio, and you know that when it comes to politics, they have no clue, don't do what all the people on TV are telling you to do and give them a ride to the polls. Tell them that the election day is Wednesday or maybe that it was canceled this year. Or maybe uh, ask him uh, who they want you to vote for and tell them you'll do it for them when you get there. Just stay home. I'll, don't worry. I'll cast your vote for you. Let's just keep the stupidity to a minimum. Because if there is a huge turnout, like, say, 60% tomorrow, it's going to mean that lots and lots of stupid people voted. And really, who wants that? Come on. And we will talk politics, uh, the election in the media today here on the John Steigerwald Show. Uh, after the break, we'll do that. But it is a Steelers Monday, so I a couple of thoughts uh, on the game yesterday. Well, actually, one thought, just on James Conner. Um, you saw him play. I don't have to tell you what he did It's he's, and what he's done the last few weeks. He's costing Le'Veon Bell lots of money, and not because he's taking Le'Veon's job on the Steelers away from him, but because he's showing the rest of the teams out there that they shouldn't fall in love with Bell's stats. Bell has numbers that show him to be one of the most productive backs in NFL history. You've heard all about that. And he's made sure that everybody knows that when he's asking for the big money. And I don't blame him one bit for asking for the money, by the way. I think he deserves it. I think this, the, I think he's underpaid. And I think all NFL players are underpaid. But, but Connor, who's probably not quite as talented, has even better numbers than Bell had. So uh, that tells you that it's the system. And when people have raved about Bell's receiving numbers with, you know, over 80 catches... I've been saying, and some people laughed at me, I said that I could catch 50 balls playing that position in the Steelers' offense. And I actually think, all right, I can maybe 40. Uh, but, I, I mean, most of the catches that the back is required to make there are 10 yards away from the quarterback. Nobody within 20 yards of them when they catch it. So Bell's still going to get a ton of money from somebody, but it's not going to be as much as he would have gotten if he had shown up to play. Okay, when we come back, we are going to talk to someone who has been described as the new face of the conservative movement. Her name is Sonny Johnson. And then in our next half hour, after her, we have one of the best experts on the media out there, a guy you've seen a lot on TV, Joe Concha from The Hill. We'll talk about the media. But please, please, tomorrow, if you're stupid, we still like you, but please, come on, stay home. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. 
Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on up to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But AM 1250 The Answer and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. You wouldn't put a square peg in a round hole. So why would you deploy a traditional firewall in a modern decentralized network? Firewalls have new requirements for businesses leveraging SaaS-based applications and public cloud platforms like AWS, Azure, and Google Cloud. We're in the cloud generation now, so your firewalls have to be engineered to fit right in. Reclaim your cloud network. Try a Barracuda cloud generation network or application firewall free at barracuda.com slash firewalls. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. It's been a full day. The to-do list is done, the kids are in bed, the dishes can wait. Right now, this moment is just for you. It's your chance to unwind. It's your end of day, ah. At the Original Mattress Factory, we're proud supporters of the end of day, ah. And we want to see how you relax at the end of your busiest days. Share your posts on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag end of day, ah, for the chance to win a $1,000 Original Mattress Factory gift certificate. Relax. You've earned it. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, so nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. And not too long ago, we were being told it was a slam dunk that the Democrats were going to take the House and that they had a decent chance to take the Senate. Now everybody is hedging their bets, and it's all about turnout, which uh, nobody has been able to predict. So everybody's just going to have to wait for the final score tomorrow night, I guess. Uh, and so who's going to turn out? Sonny Johnson of. Young America's Foundation and the creator of DidSheSayThat.com was called the new face of the conservative movement by Michelle Bachman, and she joins us now. Thanks for being here, Sonny. Thank you so much for having me. So what is the Young America's Foundation, first of all? Uh, no, Young America's Foundation is a, is a college uh, a group that sets up speaking tours around college campus for conservative speakers. Uh, it's a very good program. I'm a speaker there, but I don't officially work for them. I host the radio show on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125. Oh, okay. And I uh, do and I do a podcast called Did She Say That? That's released every Wednesday on Breitbart.com, iTunes, and YouTube. So, 
Okay, so that's your main thing is the podcast and the, and the, uh, the radio. So uh, you're, you're, and I, I saw here that you're also president of the Virginia chapter of the Frederick, Frederick Douglass Foundation. Yeah, that's how I started. They have de-chapterized and are actually national now, and I do uh, still keep in touch and work with them on a regular, but uh, no, I'm not officially with them anymore. Okay, now we've been hearing a lot about the uh, walk-away movement, uh, black uh, voters walking away from the Democrats. You're a black woman. Did you walk away, or were you just never there? Uh, well, very first time I ever voted, I voted for Al Gore, and it was for no other reason than I was black. And it was my first time being able to vote, and if you were black, you voted for the Democrat. I didn't know what I was voting for. I didn't know, you know, any of that. I just wanted to, you know, be responsible with my civic duty. And I voted for policies and a person that I knew nothing about simply because what I was supposed to do. Um, it wouldn't be until years later that I would actually get into politics and actually figure out what I was. But from the very beginning, I was always a conservative. <laughs> you know, growing up, I was a conservative. In my teenage years, I was a conser- I was always a conservative. I just didn't know how to title it. I didn't know the difference between conservative progressive. I really didn't know the difference between a Democratic and Republican and what they stood for. I only knew what I had been introduced to, my culture, my family, and my church, and that all told me to be Democrat. When I started doing independent research on my own, I realized that, in truth, I was a conservative, and neither party really fit that that ideal for me was that did you find out you were conservative more culturally or also politically i mean did you were you for low taxes and uh smaller government or was more of a cultural thing no it was it was actually the fiscal well actually it was both because i was like okay i looked at the problems that were happening in my community and i was like okay we need to fix these things and if we fix these things then we will culturally fix ourselves because our culture is just a reflection of the problems and solutions that we can come up with and under democratic control we haven't been able to come up with many solutions to our problems so i started to look at our problem and i was like okay the answer to this is you know deregulated man the answer to this is is getting government out of the way. The answer to this is reducing the tax burden on the citizens so they can actually invest in their own community. So those were my ideas. I never knew that they were ta- they were attached to the Republican Party, and and that's what the Republican Party needs to understand that. When everything is placed on just the social issues of either or not even so much social issues as identity politics, being black, being a woman, being an immigrant, whatever, it takes off of the solution to the problem. And usually most communities are fiscal problems that are occurring that are calling that are causing most of the social problems. And if you were to go in and fix the fiscal problems, then you will see a society of American citizens that's willing to fix the social problems on their own. So that's my core belief as a conservative and um that's what i've been pushing ever since i've been in the movement you have you've talked about something called cornernomics what's that Cornonomics is the idea that most of the black which you uh, entrepreneurs we are told that we can't make it we can't do it we it, it's not feasible for us to actually get into business so a lot of them drift towards where it is easy where they are allowed to participate and that's the illegal drug market and recently now with more of the internet giving people access to things that democrats have told us to, for years was not accessible to us you've seen a lot of the, the same lessons that they learn on the street corners doing um, illegal activities, being able to be transferred over into legal ways of making money and taking care of their family. So if you look at the number of blacks that are now switching over to Trump, the vast majority of them are men. And the reason that you're seeing that switch happen is because they are realizing how Democrats have targeted them to be at the lowest barrel of the economic wrong and making it impossible for them to get out and push them towards the only thing that they looked at as an economic way of prospering, which was drugs. Now you have more coming out to be entrepreneurial and finding ways to accomplish that goal via the internet and social media. So you're having a lot of those kids pull back now and not go towards the street, but go towards um, legal ways of creating revenue. So what Cornonomics says is those same principles that you learn of supply and demand, of having a superior product. And it's, it's like funny talking about it in those terms, but they understand those terms just as much as any um, conservative economist understands those terms and how they relate. 
those are the exact same principles. So you can take those things that will get you in trouble, get you locked up, and actually turn them into ways of having um, economic independence and being able to take care of yourself and your family instead of depending on the system to take care of you. Um, we're talking to Sonny Johnson. You can find her at didshesaythat.com. Uh, and I, and I, I, I'm just wondering, you said that the first time you voted for Al Gore, you voted Democrat because you thought you're, because you're black. You, that's what you do. You vote for a Democrat. How much of that do you think still exists today and will exist tomorrow in the election tomorrow? Um, I, I, don't, I don't believe in this walkway. I don't believe in um, this exit. I believe that it's very, very easy to pluck some blacks out of the black community and to bring them into the Republican Party. But it's a completely different thing to actually put Republicans into those communities and begin to actually develop the relationships that will actually give us a presence within the Republican Party for years to come. I know that you're in Pennsylvania, and with everything that just happened with your Supreme Court and your um, your redistricting, there's 18 districts in Pennsylvania right now. Um, All 17 have Republican candidates except the 18th one. They actually, um, because the way the time crunch happened, um, they were... um, one of the people who was actually trying to run for that position as a Republican was not put on the ballot. The Republican Party is not helping her by putting her on their um, printout sheet as even a write-in. So you now have one district in Pennsylvania, the 18th district, that has no Republican on the ticket. So, like, those are things that we have to start looking at and start realizing that for black people, you can't go to them and say, vote Republican all the way down ticket. Because after the Senate seat and after the House seat, there is no down ticket because there is no Republican on the ballot because they are not represented in that community at all. So if we want to actually start making the change in the black community and getting them to trust the National Republican Party, the first step in that process should be making sure that they have Republican local parties that they can trust. And if they can trust the Republicans in their local party, it'll be a lot easier to have them trust the National Republicans. We've all seen uh, black uh, pundits and maybe other uh, black politicians on television. Uh, the comments they made about Kanye West and um, and and just what they've said in general about blacks who have come forward to say that they support Donald Trump and or Republicans. Um, what's it going to take to get over that? Where where the, you talked about the. You just it's just assumed that if you're black, you're supposed to vote for a Democrat. But what do you do to get over the idea that if you do come out uh, as a Republican, uh, that you're going to lose friends over it or be accused of being a traitor? You know, all that kind of stuff that we've seen, especially since Trump came into power. But that's 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 the part about having uh, a party existence within your community, because if the party existed in your community, it wouldn't feel like you were a sellout. It wouldn't feel like you were turning your back on your community because you were actually in your community making solutions to problems. And that's the missing link. That's what gives them the ability to say you grew up with us. You learn from with us. You struggle with us. And now you just walk away from us. And that's what a lot of conservatives do and it is your right as an individual american to better your life and to pull yourself out of that situation but for more of us like me who say okay i've pulled myself up i see solutions it's very important for us to go back it is not just good enough for us to say that yes we are black we are republicans we are conservatives we believe these things and we're going to fight for this national brand when in the end on our local communities where our friends are where our families are where our churches are we have no presence what does that say about us how does that speak about us about actually wanting to solve the problems that are actually inflicting the people that we care to claim um, to love and care about the most. So it, it, this is not an easy transition. This is 60 years of Democrat control over these communities. And they're not going to just come because we say, hey, the plantation is not good for you. We're going to have to actually offer them something that, that looks like a plan out of the death, poverty, and destruction that has been offered by Democrats for the last 60 years. And I'm sorry. I just don't think that you achieve that by telling people they're dumb and stupid slaves on a plantation. So 
if that is the branding and that is the message that continues to come out of the Republican Party, I don't understand how you expect black people to run towards that message. So I was going to ask you, you know, uh, what white politicians and white pundits, conservatives and liberals get most wrong most often about black voters? That we are not inherently conservative. We are inherently conservative. And not just on um, the social issues where most conservatives think that black people have a lot, you know, in common with conservatism when it comes to religion. It's not just that. It's also fiscal um, conservatism, because when you're poor, you learn to be fiscally conservative. You learn how to take you know, a dollar and stretch it as, as, as far as you possibly can. You understand what sacrifice means. You understand what having to say no means. So a lot of these lessons are given to us inherently by just the lack of supply that we have. And once we as conservatives are able to um, connect our policy, our ideology with what they live on a day-to-day basis and actually show up and give them an option, then you're going to see something real. And I, I really think that black America is ready for it. We are entrepreneurial people. We have been under the progressive thumb for so long, and you are starting to see this spirit in us of rebirth, regeneration, and reinvestment in ourselves and our communities. Republicans need to see it and attach to it. And instead of coming in thinking that you are the savior, no, you are just conservatives. You can supply the tax um, reg- the tax um, rules. You can supply the regulation. You can supply those things on a local level that will give these people a chance to shine. But in the end, it will still be the people that are shining. And that is what conservatism is supposed to be about, not just the national brand. And what? How much does it help or hurt, or what is it? What's the effect of just the assumption out there that Donald Trump is just a racist? We had a, a, a commentator who passes herself off as a Republican, and Anna Navarro uh, called him a racist pig today on, tel- on network TV. How does that play into everything? This is the thing. I'm, I'm more of an Andrew Breitbart, and I miss him in the movement, but I'm more of an Andrew Breitbart type of person. If we react every time they call us racist or sexist or whatever they want to call us, if every time we react when they do that, then all we're doing is reacting, and we're not selling our product. And we have to trust the American people. We have come to a place where we think that the American people are only going to respect our defense, our shield from the names that they call us. But once the American people see that we actually don't care about the names they're calling us because we actually have policies and actually have solutions to these problems, then you start to, they start to look crazy. And that example has been set by Donald Trump, where he doesn't care what they call him. They can call him every name in the book. He knows what is common sense, and he pushes for what he thinks is common sense. And that's a lesson that we need to take as well. It is not always about defending um, the president or defending the party more than selling what you have as a product. And I think that conservatism is the answer to most of the disease in our country. And if we actually packaged it and sold it correctly, we could actually cure a lot of the problems that are ailing us. I have less than a minute uh, left here, Sonny. Um, uh, Just where do you see this going tomorrow? I do. I have no clue. I hope that everybody gets out. They vote. You vote Republican um, as much as you can down ballot. And don't worry, it's going to be people like me fighting to make sure that there are more Republicans down ballot next time. But this is going to be ending up to be a fight of whether we continue to cleanse and fix this Republican Party into something we can carry into the next generation, or all of that is washed away as we put up defense against the Democrats and their abuse of power in the House because they are going to abuse their power if they get control of the House again. You can be assured of it. So go out and vote. Vote red. Vote for the Republican. And then we'll continue to clean our own House. Thanks, Johnny. Uh, Sonny, we're out of time. Bye. Thank you. All right. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. On election eve, President Trump is imploring Republicans to vote and preserve his accomplishments to date. The president says the GOP is energized. There is a great electricity in the air. As he left on his final pre-midterm push, he said Republicans look to be in good shape in trying to hold both congressional chambers. I think we're going to do pretty well. But in a telephone town hall with supporters hours earlier, he said the GOP simply must win to keep Democrats from undoing what his administration's accomplished. It's all fragile. Saying even though he's not on the ballot, the media is portraying the election as a referendum on him. Sagar Magani, Washington. A good day on Wall Street as the Dow was up by 191 points to close at 25,462. The NASDAQ down by 28, the S&P up by 15. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. The holidays are just weeks away, but there's still time to get your home guest ready with brand new made-to-order custom blinds at blinds.com. Now, through November 5th, buy one blind to get the second one 60% off. Plus, take an additional 5% off site-wide at blinds.com with promo code SHUTTERS. Your order delivery is guaranteed by Thanksgiving, or it's free. Buy one, get one 60% off. Plus, take an additional 5% off site-wide at blinds.com, promo code SHUTTERS. Exclusions, rules, and restrictions apply. Joe Walsh says it's easy to see CNN's real position. CNN has had the same damn headline up, and it says the following word for word. Trump has no plans to claim any responsibility for inciting the serial bomber. Why should he? CNN, you suck. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. A referendum on Allegheny County's November 6th ballot seeks to establish a children's fund by raising property taxes. But as scholars at the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy note, it is ill-conceived, ill-defined, and likely problematic in implementation. It's also an abuse of the county's charter amendment process. This tax increase is neither justified nor desirable. Learn more about why the children's fund ballot question is misguided at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional thinking has been challenged since 1995. Don't be at a disadvantage when it comes to your Medicare coverage. The 2018 Donut Hole is closing fast. Open enrollment ends December 7th, and you have some important decisions to make today. This is John Stagerwald. Medicare is confusing. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial know you have questions, and they have the answers you're looking for. Before you lock in for another year, are you sure you're getting the best coverage possible? Visit MarleyFG.com and find out for yourself. Do you hold Pat for 2019? Has your Advantage plan changed terms on you? What premiums are going up next year and how much? Should you switch your Part D prescription plan or drop it all together? Don't go it alone. Let Marley Financial steer you to a comprehensive solution that lets you access any hospital or doctor you want. A plan that focuses not just on cost, but quality. With lower deductibles and co-pays that are little to none. Why get stuck paying thousands in out-of-pocket expenses? Visit MarleyFG.com today. That's MarleyFG.com. The Original Mattress Factory is always looking for good people to join our team. If you're interested in a sales, manufacturing, or delivery position, we offer competitive pay and exceptional benefits packages. Integrity and strong work ethic are essential because at OMF, we strive for excellence in all that we do. To learn more about our company and our unique business model, visit us at OriginalMattress.com. You can stop by any of our locations or visit the employment section on OriginalMattress.com to complete an application. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Probably the busiest spot is the outbound side of the Parkway East. Really heavy from Boulevard of the Allies out to Edgewood Swiss Vale. Inbound slow Edgewood Swiss Vale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West seeing some slow spots as well. As you head inbound from 79 to Roslyn Farms Road and Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Seeing some volume building up on the outbound side of 28 Veterans Bridge to 40th Street and Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
For tonight, skies turn out cloudy, followed by some rain and thunderstorms in the area toward daybreak and the first part of tomorrow. Mild tonight with lows near 50. Rather windy with clouds breaking for some sun the rest of tomorrow. Winds can gust 40 miles an hour. Mild with a high 63. Brisk and chillier tomorrow night. Uh, partly cloudy with a low near 40. Partly sunny and cool Wednesday with a high 52. I'm meteorologist Frank Strait on AM 1250, The Answer. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if a referendum on the national media were part of a uh, election day tomorrow, a lot of people in Washington would get their feelings hurt. Um, the media aren't very popular right now, especially with conservatives. That's a battle that's been going on for a long time. Everybody, even the biased media, uh, knows that the media lean left, but this is the first time a president has called them out on it and refused to be intimidated by them. And that's a big reason why Donald Trump is the president. And as he likes to say, they're not. Joe Concha covers the media for The Hill, and you've probably seen him many times on Fox and other cable uh, stations. He joins us now. Joe, thanks for being here. Yeah, happy to join, particularly after a big Steelers win yesterday. Everybody's all happy, so uh, good timing on this. Everybody except Le'Veon Bell is happy right now. Uh, <laughs> Everybody is replaceable, aren't they? Yeah, yes, they are. Uh, so anyway, um, I, I, I really enjoy your stuff on TV, and uh, I don't know if you, you, you know, I think you have a future on television if you want to be there, but and I worked in TV for a million years. But anyway, got to ask you, um, was Trump's decision to refuse to be intimidated by the media calculated by him do you think or or was it calculated by people who know him and told him to do it well how do you think that came about oh i don't think people too many people tell donald <laughs> trump what to do he has yeah. his own compass and and, and and instincts and look i think here it was an emotional thing for him at first in terms of the coverage and he obviously thought it was unfair and then you see every study and every analysis like like in his first hundred days of his presidency you played a clip uh cnn during your break uh, basically showing that 93% of all coverage was negative towards the president by CNN, or you could go to uh, Washington Post, 87%, NBC, 93%. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't just him complaining about something that doesn't exist. Clearly, just if you base it on studies done by Harvard, not exactly the bastion of conservative sentiment, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very apparent. And as you said, Republicans don't trust the media right now. More than 90% don't trust the media right now. So I think at first it was an emotional thing. Him defending himself because that's what he does when he's attacked. He counterpunches. And then after a while, I think he kind of saw it as this, not game, that's probably the wrong word, but in Washington, this game has always been played where you attack an unpopular institution. So you attack the IRS. Or if you're Democrats, you, re- you attack a, an unpopular Republican Congress. And I think he saw another institution emerge, which is the media, uh, that he can attack and that probably would be effective, particularly with his base, because they all agree with him that they are overwhelmingly not only just biased, but hostile towards his president and his policies. Now, when I see you on TV or read your stuff, I find myself wondering how much TV you actually have to watch and how oh, you do it and if it drives you insane. Well, you know what? Thank God I'm not doing this, say, 10 years ago when you couldn't just pull up a clip from anything and watch it on your phone, right, or watch it on the go or, or have DVRs where you could rewind things. I'd be sitting there in front of my TV, like, remember the old VHS tapes, right, like rewinding to the counter right, number right. and trying to find it that way. So, yeah, I... Unfortunately, I, may, I have a, like, all these clips that I could just pull from different places, and I watch them that way, and then I, I write columns. I give my opinion, but mostly just do straight reporting on this person said this, and then I let the readers decide how uh, ridiculous it is, and it really seems to resonate, <laughs> at least with our, our readers at the Hill. So, yeah, it's insane. It's gotten really bad. I mean, I would say even three years ago, I used to go on CNN all the time, and the, the, the network was sane then, and now they've just decided to go all in anti-Trump. And even its president, Jeff Zucker, said last week, he said, whenever we don't do Trump programming, our ratings go down even more. Our, 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 our viewers are addicted to it. Now, the problem with the strategy is is that CNN is currently not even averaging 700,000 viewers per day, which is remarkable given how long they've been around and their brand yep. name. You know, and Fox, you know, obviously in primetime anyway, Fox averages nearly 3 million. And if you combine CNN's and MSNBC's audience, you can't even get to Fox. 
So I never understood the CNN decision to say, you know what, why don't we take, try to take half of the pie that MSNBC tries to get with the liberal audience, and we'll leave the rest to Fox. Like, I thought there was room for them in the middle, and now they're splitting half of a pie while Fox gets that whole other pie without being challenged, and that's why they're dominating right now, and because they have a good news division, by the way, which no one really ever talks about. Right. We're talking to Joe Concha. He covers the media for The Hill, and um, I, I was going to ask you about that. The, you know, Fox gets a lot of credit for winning the ratings, uh, beating MSNBC and CNN. And combined, everybody who pays attention knows that. But I've always thought, you know, what happened if CNN? What would happen if CNN disappeared? Because it would be awfully close between MSNBC and Fox overall if that happened. If you look at the ratings, uh, Sean, uh, I, I don't know if it's uh, Tucker Carlson or, or Sean Hannity uh, are pretty close to Rachel Maddow. And if if CNN disappeared, those viewers would not go to Fox; they would go to MSNBC. So if you add the two up. And, and look at them as one entity, which is basically what they are as far as you know who they appeal to. Fox, the liberal liberal TV is getting more more viewers than, uh, or at least as many viewers as Fox. Wow, I never really looked at it that way. Uh, yeah, I think the ratings last month went, the top five shows were Fox shows, the ones you mentioned, Hannity, Tucker, Laura Ingram, The yeah. Five, and I think Brett Baer. And then six, Maddow came in six, but she's, she's up there. Um, she's not really too close to those Fox shows, and then you got to go all the way down to 23 before you get to the first CNN show yeah. that appears on the list. Uh, what if it went away? You mean like in a black hole? Well, no, I'm just like, saying, I'm just saying. It's, it's, it, up by a black hole? Yeah, right, like, I wouldn't, like, be, like I wouldn't be against that, but, I, but yeah. um, no, I'm just saying that if you, some nights, <laughs> if you look at the ratings for individual shows with Rachel Maddow doing pretty well, um, that, you know, if you add up the numbers, a fox is winning, but um, this happens in in any kind of business. If if you provide the alternative and let the other two fight out, fight it out for the other, uh, you know, the people who don't like you, you're going to have the biggest number because they're going to share the other uh, third, and you're going to have two thirds to yourself. That's true. I, I think you would need to have Trump in office, though, for yeah. for that to, to for for MSNBC to succeed in a, in a CNN less world. I think anger uh, motivates people. Right and and uh, when Barack Obama was was president, then then Fox's numbers were, were great then as well, and MSNBC's were okay, and then CNN's were okay. So I, I think it's all Trump driven, quite frankly. I think what cable news networks, uh, at least CNN and MSNBC, have to worry about if when Trump goes away, whether that be in two years or six years. Boy, what happens when you don't have your protagonist around anymore? They'd have to go back to doing normal news, and I don't think once that toothpaste is out of the tube, how do you put it back? I think Fox. And this is what executives have told me in other networks that I've met with, and that I've met with all of them. They're, they're, they marvel at the fact that Fox has such a loyal audience, that they just turn on the channel and they leave it on like a radio all day. It doesn't matter. They're not necessarily sitting and watching, but they kind of listen to it. And other networks don't have that kind of loyalty. So I think Fox is always going to be okay. And, you know, the other guys, when Trump goes away, I, I shudder to think, and that goes for the New York Times and Washington Post, too, uh, what those numbers are going to look like, because it's going to be not good. <laughs> hey, Joe, it wasn't that long ago, and I used to watch these things late at night when I couldn't sleep. The MSNBC, what a lockup. They, they, were, they were showing uh, continuous documentaries oh, on prisons uh, yeah. after, I don't know what time it was, like after 11 o'clock at night. That's what they had. Yeah, that, 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 they basically threw in the tape, and that was that, or on weekends. They, yeah. they had lockup all the time. And weekends used to be kind of this frontier where no one really had much programming, regardless of the network you're talking about. Now, since everybody has such an elevated interest in politics, and you see that with the early voting, that's it, with record numbers, right, in some states, uh, yeah, now they're filling up all these weekend slots uh, where otherwise they used to just show repeats of things like lockup. So, um, yeah, I mean, who, who doesn't like a good prison show? I know I do. <laughs> How long have you been officially observing the media? Oh, boy. You know, I used to be a sports columnist. That's why I wanted to bring up the Steelers first. Oh, okay. Uh, with, with, with NBC. Well, and, I used to be Fox. a sportscaster, and I still am, sort of. But oh, really? I do both, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I, I have three fantasy leagues. It's, it, it's yeah. scary. I only did it for uh, about 35 years. So 35 years? Yeah. yeah, I covered the Steelers in the 70s, Joe. Oh, well, isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, the great teams of Swan and Stallworth yeah. and Bradshaw and Franco yeah. and Jack Ham and Lambert. I could go on and on. Right, I know. Uh, I was a Raider fan growing up, so oh, okay. they always broke our hearts, except for that one year where yeah. we'd finally be at home. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the point is, I've been doing media since uh, 2012. I just made this pivot. I said, you know what? I watch this stuff all the time, and I have some opinions I want to share. So I went to Dan Abrams at Mediaite, and I said, hey, can I write for you? And you know, I, I sold him a couple stories and not sold them, but you know, sold them on it. And he let me write. And then before I knew it, 
mediates like this Bible for everybody in cable news. They read it. I was getting booked on TV, and then eventually the Hill hired me, and now I got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Nice. So uh, it was the right move. <laughs> so is the level of bias higher than you thought before it became your job? You know, you were paid to watch him? I really thought, I, maybe I was naive, I really thought that at, that at the high places of networks that they'd allow some bias to happen. I understand, like, MSNBC is who they is, and they're kind of transparent about it. I never thought I'd see the day where CNN went in this direction, to be quite honest with you, or even, like, ABC or NBC. It's, it's just they're so afraid now to report the truth or report things that may be positive towards the president because I'll, I'll give you an example. Casey Hunt, all right, and she's a, an anchor on MSNBC on weekends, and she's mm -hmm. a White House reporter also. She tweeted out over the weekend that she supported uh, David Crenshaw, who is the guy who uh, he's running for Congress in Texas and he wears an eye patch. Right. And they made right. a joke then, about him on Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live, yeah. Uh, he lost his eye in combat or whatever, yeah. you know. And yeah. the guy's getting killed for it. His name's Pete Davidson. And all Casey did, and she works for MSNBC, and says, you know, uh, I think it's great that David Crenshaw is running for office. Regardless of party, you have to admire the fact that he served two tours after he lost his eye, and now he's trying to make the country a better place. She wasn't endorsing him. She was just saying that's a feel-good, positive story, and we should be talking about that. And her Twitter feed from MSNBC viewers, probably, because that's how they know her, just was the most hateful stuff I've ever seen. And I think that's what's happening now, that if you're Don Lemon, God forbid you say anything good about this president because you're going to hear about it on Twitter, and all these anchors check Twitter constantly so they can get, verif you know, they get verification of, of that they exist and they're doing a good job. So I think that's where the bias half of it is coming from. All these anchors and producers and people that run networks are giving their audiences comfort food because they're afraid of the backlash. When they don't realize that the backlash, the people that really yell at you, will probably be the ones that tune in more. Yeah, Does that and, make sense? Oh, yeah. Uh, and you wrote a piece saying that John Stewart nailed it when he said that Trump triggers the the media's narcissism. Uh, do you think any of the people being triggered would know it or admit to it? They don't know it. That's the funny thing. They're they're, they're completely unself aware. I'm I'm convinced that Jim Acosta really does think he's an objective reporter. Like really thinks that he is pursuing the facts and he's just being tough on the administration and that's why the administration is mean to him. And he doesn't understand that he is an advocate, he's an activist, he is the face of the Trump resistance from a media perspective, and he's the last one to know it. Or maybe he does know it but sees that CNN promoted him earlier this year, it probably means more money, so he probably thinks, okay, whatever I'm doing is right. And, and either he won't admit it because it's bad for his brand, or he just is oblivious to the fact that he's biased. And that's just one example with the Acosta. But, yeah, it's, it's the narcissism. Trump triggers it, and then when they act emotional like that, they don't realize they're playing exactly into his argument, which is they no longer look objective, and they look hostile, and that's why people dislike the media so much, because they keep saying they're objective. These are reporters, I mean. They keep saying they're objective and, and nonpartisan, and then they do the exact opposite on their Twitter feeds. It's amazing. We're talking to Joe Concha of The Hill. He covers the media, uh, the national media. How do you explain Joe Scarborough, Joe? Is it his love for Mika? You know, I, I, I used to go on Joe's show yeah. <laughs> all the time on Scarborough Country, and it was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good show, you know? And then he went to mornings, and Joe was still fine. Uh, and then here's what happened. Joe and Mika were friendly towards Trump, you remember, when he was a yeah, candidate. They yeah. had him on like every week by phone, mm -hmm. and they're laughing at all his insults about everybody because they never thought he'd win. And then once he gets the nomination, they're like, oh, boy, this isn't good. And the viewers, again, like I talked about before, turned on them and says, you're being too friendly with them. So now they triple down on being as hostile towards Trump as possible. And, and then they say stupid things like, what did Joe say today? He said, you know, the president once confided in me and me confided and said that he plays the race card and he knows it and he knows it's wrong but he knows it's good for his base and i'm thinking when i'm watching this so three years after trump announces his candidacy and you've been on the air for thousands of hours the night before an election you're deciding to share this now yeah is it because it's true or is it because i don't know you just made it up i mean it's just such bs like for the first time they're revealing this after they criticize him every day they just had this epiphany oh yeah remember when he told us that so I don't know what to say about Joe, man. I mean, I think it's the same thing. I think that he and Mika just are playing to a crowd, and half their outrage is a performance art. It's acting. It's not even real. For if it were, then they wouldn't have been so friendly towards Trump back in 2015 and half of 2016. And what about the reaction at MSNBC and CNN if the blue wave doesn't happen tomorrow and the Republicans hold the House? That ought to, it, you think it'll reach what the level of uh, the reaction to Hillary losing? You know, I wrote about this today, and what happens if... A split decision happens. In other words, 
everybody's preparing the big narrative right now, which is if Democrats take back the House, let's say they win 25 seats and they need 23. All right, let's say that happens. Is that a rebuke on Trump? Is it a rejection of Trump? Is it a verdict on Trump if they gain seats in the Senate? That's a split decision. That's essentially a tie, right? I, so yeah. you can't say it's a rebuke of Trump if they don't lose the Senate, but they lose the House, but, but, but they only lose the House by 25 um, votes or, or, or seats. Because think about this now. The 18 of the last 20 elections has gone against the president in power, right? Right. If 63 seats went against Obama. You lost 63 seats in 2010. George W. Bush took a thumping in 2006. This happens with every president. So you're going to hear about, oh, there's a rejection of Trump if they lose the House, but this has happened with everybody. And if they get less than the average that has flipped in each of these midterm elections, then what does that tell us, and particularly if they gain in the Senate? I don't think it tells us anything. I think it's precedent, and that's what happens. Americans like their checks and balances. So to answer your question, if, if they somehow don't take back the House, and then the Republicans gain in the Senate, I, I shudder to think what the reaction will be. Oh, here's what will happen, actually. Here's what will happen. <laughs> Trump, voters will be, Trump voters will be blamed that we, we now have racists that are voting in this oh, country yeah. and, and that the dark side of the country has taken over the voting process. That's the way it will be spun, and it will be the most laughable thing you've ever heard. Well, I, I uh, opened my show today by uh, encouraging the stupid people to stay home tomorrow because I'm, I'm looking – I like low voter turnout because it means the people who don't know what's going – don't pay any attention stay home i'm i'm all for that so <laughs> all right well trump once said i love the uneducated so you know you, you might be onto something there hey joe i'm out of time i appreciate you being on let's do this again i really enjoyed it absolutely sir go penguins go yeah all right. thanks joe all that, right, that's joe concha of uh the hill and i knew he'd be a good guest i've seen him on tv when we come back i got an interesting story here about what some of the uh well i'll just i'll just just stick around i'll i'll tell you when we get back the way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Here's all you need to do. Your doctor gives you the prescription. You go online to GoGoMeds.com, put in your information, and make sure to include the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. Your meds are then delivered to your home, and you've saved money. It's that easy. No more waiting, no lines, no copay each month, and best of all, no wandering around the store aimlessly waiting for your prescription to be filled. GoGoMeds.com, the new way to get your medicine delivered right to your door. Remember that getting your prescription filled now means never having to go to a store again. GoGoMeds.com, GoGoMeds.com. Use the promo code MIKE2018 to save $10 off your first prescription. That's gogomeds.com, promo code MIKE2018. The Original Mattress Factory's mission is simple. We hand-build quality mattresses in our local factories. We sell those mattresses directly to our customers so we can eliminate the middleman, saving you hundreds of dollars compared to mainstream brands. While the other guys have their gimmicks, the Original Mattress Factory has a straightforward approach and is committed to quality and doing what's best for our customers. It's what we've done for almost 30 years. Go to OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. Great beds, no bull. That is the Original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Are you about to pay double for roof replacement or repair? If you haven't called Windows or Us, you just might. Many companies are overcharging area homes and businesses nearly double. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for siding, doors, gutters, downspouts, and roof replacement and repair. Factory certified by North America's largest roof manufacturer, Windows R Us will never overcharge. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and the fastest turnaround in the business. Right now, get zero interest for 12 months on a to $20,000. Windows R Us will match any competitor's price. No hidden fees or surprises ever. Schedule a free roof inspection today. Mention AM 1250 for an exclusive 10% off. Why pay double? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company. Windows R Us, more than a window company. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com. 
This is Dr. Sebastian Gorka. President Obama's eight years of leading from behind left the world in flames. From Russia's invasion of Ukraine to North Korea's missile tests and a growing ISIS caliphate. Under President Trump, American leadership is being restored. But that does not mean our enemies have disappeared. That's why I wrote my new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies. As a former deputy assistant to President Trump for strategy, I explained the threats posed by enemies like Russia, China, and the global jihadi movement. We must know our enemies and have the will to defeat them. In my book, Why We Fight, we take off the political correctness blinders of the Obama years and learn how we can vanquish our enemies without mortal combat. Sebastian Gorka's new book, Why We Fight, Defeating America's Enemies with No Apologies, is available now from Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Before we go, I came across what I think is an interesting story here, uh, the headline of which is Hundreds of Jews Contact Gun Training Academy After Pittsburgh Attack. Um, this is what's happening. He says uh, this is a this is a, uh, a gun training academy that exists in Pennsylvania. Not sure where in Pennsylvania right now, but it's also in Arizona. And the quote is here, there is no question that Jews are under threat in America. Would you say to soldiers on the front line, just lay down your guns and let the enemy kill you? No, so Jews need to be armed. That's uh, Jonathan Stern. He's the founder of this organization called Sherev Giddin Israeli Tactical Training Academy. They offer classes in Pennsylvania and Arizona. He's a former officer of the Israel Defense Forces, and he created the academy six years ago. He predicted back then that uh, anti-Semitism was on the rise, and he saw he 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 had been predicting that uh, there was going to be stuff like what happened here in Pittsburgh, um, and so he said he thinks that uh, Jewish people should be prepared for it. He says, normally the academy offers training with different firearms, rifles, pistols, shotguns, and Uzi submachine guns uh, from a basic level to advance. But since the shooting, he's focused primarily on a specific course that deals with how to respond to an active shooter in a synagogue. And the course teaches many of the same skills that are taught in other classes, but with added situational details. Now, there were some people who reacted uh, negatively and angrily when Donald Trump uh, suggested that having someone armed would have helped at the synagogue. But uh, this guy says that uh, those people are now becoming marginalized because gun control doesn't work and the cops can't be there all the time and they need to be prepared. So we'll see where that goes. But I thought that was interesting. Had a good show today. Election day tomorrow. Remember, if you're stupid and haven't been paying attention and know nothing about politics, don't go to the polls tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.